You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you tired of the I can't mindset? The I'm not good enough mindset? Do you feel like your negative thoughts control your life? Well, you came to the right place. Because in the next 30 minutes, you will learn how to break free from the limiting mindset of anxiety, fear, victimization, depression, trauma, and self-hatred by reprogramming your subconscious mind. It's time to master your mind with Dr. Erica. Hello, hello, good people, and welcome to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today is a good day. Day. I just want to stop and I want everyone, wherever you are, take a deep breath, breathing deeply in and just release it out. Just slowly release the tension, the stress, whatever emotions you might be feeling, whatever might be going on in your life, just release it. Let's take one more deep breath. Yes, and release. It's just something about stopping and taking a deep breath that is so grounding for me, no matter what I have going on, when I just stop and breathe, I just realize that it's just me, it's just me, and I'm just here in this space and time on my journey, learning how to be a better me, and so that's really what um, Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica is all about. I bring you guests that will help you have insight into how to change the way that you think, how to change how you feel and manage, you know, those emotions and what to do with them, and how to really establish habits that you form daily and practice daily to really support your healthy mental and emotional state and just really how to be the best person you can be. And I'm excited because my special guest, Dr. Julie Phillips-Hatch, is going to talk a little bit about parenting, but from a different model, a different strategy. And so I just want everyone to know... um, I am running my um, support group will be starting soon for just women out there, you know, just really needing the emotional support, the mental health support to deal with whatever challenges you're uh, going through, specific to really anxiety and depression um, and any type of change, life changes, because I know that we've all been going through life changes just as a, you know, as a, as a world, really. And so just wanting to offer that additional supports, you can check out my therapy and my coaching services that I offer. And then always, I'm always, always advocating for the daily use of CBD. I use CBD every day. Again, for me, it provides the calming and the focus that I need to get through my day. And it really, um, there's just so many testimonies after testimony after testimony of the clients that I work with and serve on how it helps ease the anxiety, how it helps reduce the stress, how it helps restorative sleep and reducing those pain symptoms. And so if you're new and if you're dealing with um, those type of uh, issues or symptoms, please uh, check out my website at healthyminds.expert. And so I just want to um, 
introduce my guest. Her name is Dr. Julie Hatch. Like I said, she is a licensed pediatric nurse practitioner, and she has been working over 30 years as a nurse practitioner. She is also a holistic health practitioner of Chinese medicine, and she has raised over 30 years, three raising three awesome kids. And she started this coaching business called Mums on a Mission because she saw an urgent need to help parents understand and handle child raising challenges and to help parents connect with their kids in a new way that takes the stress and strain out of parenting. And so I just want, I mean, I've got three kids, she's got three kids. If anyone is out there raising kids, you are going to need this. And so um, her new book is called A Parenting Revolution for Higher Evolution. And so I just am excited to have her here. Uh, welcome so much uh, to the show, Julie. I'm just excited to learn more about new strategies uh, to help raise these children. So welcome. Thank you, Dr. Erica. It's wonderful to be here. It's really fun to talk with a mom of three kids. Um, you're sort of not in the midst of it, but kind of in the midst of it. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. And so just uh, just talk a little bit about, you know, why you wrote this book. And, and I love how you kind of break it down into the different elements of the kind of Chinese medicine. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the reason, um, well, the reason I wrote the book, I think probably mostly is because of all of the, my passion has always been kids and kids sometimes get dealt um, a, a pretty bad hand and we don't do the best for them that we could be doing. And subsequently, I've seen a lot of anxiety and depression in kids, um, which I think is a real shame that a child has to grow up feeling anxious and or depressed um, and then enter into adulthood that way, which is just not a good way to start off an adult life. So I was trying to help parents reach their kids in a way that might help reduce anxiety and depression, certainly anxiety. And this so that desire, along with what I have learned over the past um, 15 years in Chinese medicine, um, the, the, the Eastern philosophy and culture and medicine and way of doing things and religions, Buddhism, Taoism, it's all, it makes so much sense in a different way of raising kids. It's, um, it's a, I think it's a kinder, gentler way, and it's been around for thousands and thousands of years, so there's something to be said for it, and it's, and it's different, but it's, but it's easy enough to integrate with, with our Western culture. Yeah, and I love it on, on her website, uh, juliephillipshatch.com, she has this quiz that you can go on and take, and it will give you a type um, to help you identify which... Um, what would you refer to Ele it as? Well, element, element type okay. is what I call it. Right? Okay, element type. Um, can you talk a little bit about the element types? Because I really want to understand how to approach parenting from that element type. I was telling her I took the took the quiz for my son, and he was the superhero. And she said, "Oh, that's the fire." <laughs> so <laughs> yep, that's I'm, right. I'm clear, clearly curious. Well, the element types um, come from Chinese medicine. There are five elements, which are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And when you identify somebody's um, element type, which we all have, we all have an element type, it's easier to identify in kids. So once you identify the element type, so the element type is a child's or a person's true nature. 
It is their inner essence. It is their spirit. It is what makes them them. And you're born with it and it doesn't change and there's no denying it. Whatever that element type is, is their essence. I think essence is a good, good word for it all also. So the idea is to find out um, the finer details of the essence, um, both the goods and the good sides and the challenging sides of it. And then you have insight, you are aware of where your child's coming from because the essence, the element type or their true nature is what drives them. It is what creates their personality. It's what makes their temperament. It's what makes them how they react, how they interact in the world around them. It, it tells you all kinds of things about them, about where they're coming from and why they do or say what they do. Yeah, I love that. I, we, I think that we need a different model or a different perspective to look at parenting because you make a lot of points in the book about how as parents, we often impose our own vision, our, our own ego or what we would have wanted. And we set up all of these expectations and it does create this feeling of not being good enough. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it's very natural. Of course, we want the, what we believe what we believe to be the best for our kids. And so what, what we think is right, we think is right. So it's all well-intentioned, but it's not always right for our kids. Um, and, and pressuring them to be a certain way that we think is, is especially if you're trying to kind of pigeonhole them, that doesn't work for them, then it's, then it just you're just coming up against resistance after resistance um, because if it doesn't work for them, if it's not them, then it's doing them no favors. It's much more helpful to the child and it's much easier parenting if you find out where they're meant to be directed, where, where their strengths are um, and, and go with that and nourish that rather than try to impose your own beliefs that may have been terrible for your child or not in alignment. That's a good word for it. If it's not in alignment with your child, then it's not good for them. <laughs> yeah. And so how do you learn about what is in alignment with your child? Well, that's why the, the elements, the five elements um, are where I start with every parent, take the element quiz and find out what element type your child is. And then I talk about it with them. And it, and um, it goes, like I say, it has the stressors, like so for instance, I often use wood children as an example, or I'll, I'll use a fire, a fire child. So the stresses for fire children can be um, not enough novelty in their environment because they love the new bright and shiny things and like to try this and try that. So they like novelty um, in their environment, which makes you think about um, when they get to a grade in school where they start to um, have to move from one classroom to another classroom rather than sitting in the same classroom like in grade school. Oftentimes fire kids do really well with that because getting up and moving and changing environment to a new teacher and a new new kids, a new environment. So fire kids do well with that. They also, um, their motivators are also attention. They like being the center of attention. Um, they are performers. They love people to, they're very charismatic. And so people are drawn to them and they're very engaging and they're funny and they love to perform and they'd like to be the center of attention and they need the attention. Other kids, like water kids, do not need it. They don't like attention. They don't want attention. But the fire kids need it. It's to their benefit to give them attention that doesn't go too overboard. And likewise, um, so the stressors for a fire child are boredom, not enough novelty, that they're just bored. Um, and it's different from a like an ADHD kind of a bore. So 
ADD is no longer a term. I don't think it's only ADHD, but ADD, meaning attention, attention deficit without the hyperactivity is a fire child because their attention is here, there, and everywhere. Um, so they get stressed if there isn't enough novelty, if nobody's paying attention, if they have no outlet for their creativity and they're wanting to perform, if they have no outlet for that, it stresses them because they need it. So that's sort of an idea of what a fire stressors and motivators are. <laughs> I actually love that. While you were talking, I was like, does she know my son personally? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great way to have in a different kind of insight. It's an, and it's objective too, um, insight into one's child. And it's not, when I say the stressors, it's not, I, I really am against labeling children. Like I don't like to call somebody hyperactive. They're, you know, maybe they're, they're I don't know, enthusiastic, or the, I just don't like labeling them, especially in a negative way. So this also avoids the labeling as just saying the way it is in terms yeah. of element types. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I think you really hit the nail on the head with that, Julie, is that we are used to labeling mm -hmm. and it puts them in a box. And it, it only is one aspect of who they are. And I think, like you were saying, you have to nurture, you know, feed them what they are good at or feed them what they enjoy yes. and when you talk about the fire wanting you know the no the novelty they like new challenges that is so much my son because whenever we're doing something new he may not initially want to do it but once we do it he's like wow that was great yeah. you know so I, I think that we have to understand that we're moving kind of like into a multi-sensory yeah. um, space and our children are really if we think about it is they're just having a lot of sensory input and trying to make sense of that. Yeah. Um, what point. do you think about that? Well, fire children also are um, sensitive. Well, all kids are well learn through the five senses anyway. So they're very sensory. Anyhow, fire children are particularly sensory and sensitive. Um, the empaths are often fire fire people and they do they like fire they ha they have intense you were saying that your son has intense emotions and they do have intense emotions they're just ah, they're fire and then um so then they're even more so more sensory sensitive than the average child because again all children are sensory learners um but they're even more so so there's they're sensitive emotionally and they are they engage with all their senses even more than the regular child does yeah, I love that. So talk, can you talk a little bit about this uh, mums on the mission? I love that. <laughs> M-O-M. <laughs> yeah, M-O-M. Um, and it's, and it's mum, people ask me why. People actually hear that and then say, oh, are you Australian or are you from England? And I started this whole thing working with some Australian people and I got used to the, I like the Australian accent and mum comes off the tongue easier than mom, I think. So mum's on a mission was started with a bunch of Australian people or helped me get us uh, formed. And it is, so it's mum's on a mission consciously connecting with our kids. And it's my desire to help parents to consciously connect with their kids, not just pack up their lunches and say, sit down and do your homework and, you know, be all this agenda, that agenda, that schedule, but to consciously to connect, to take just a few minutes to really pay attention to your kid and connect, <laughs> listen to them, put your phone down, listen to them, talk to them if you're invited to talk to them, but it's more important to listen to what they have to say, make them know that, that you care, that they're important, that you want to hear what they have to say. It's, it's not complicated. It takes time. 
um, and, and awareness to remember to do it, but it's not difficult. And it's such a pleasure when you really connect with your kid. And I say, and I do mean consciously. <laughs> yeah. And when you say consciously, I think that's really the key because so much of our interaction with our children are the, the routine. Yeah. The, the demands, you know, you have to get up at this time, you have to be at school at this time, you have to get this work done, you have to go to this practice, you have to, you know, be bedtime, you got to eat at this time. So it's very much re regimented, especially when you have three children like me and, and like you. Yep, it's very true. It, that's reality. That is reality that you got to get out the door and get to school and get to work and get to the supermarket. And, and before you know it, there is no more time in the day. And I'm on the other side now. My kids are grown and gone, but I definitely remember that being a working mother. Um, and it and it is hard. However, I think it's really important to just carve out a little time before bedtime to have a chat or in the car, or I used to carve out Sundays. We started off Sundays, I would go to church and send them to Sunday school. And eventually I said, that's, you know, I have only a few hours of the week with my kids I'm not going to have a separated in church and Sunday school so we started having walks in the woods hikes in the woods and we would spend three or four hours sometimes hiking in the woods and that was really really good quality time even with all three of them together um, so you just have to somehow somehow find a way to carve out a little bit of time yeah <laughs> each day if you can certainly each week yeah it's definitely worth it. It is very valuable. Do you think that each child needs a separate time alone with you? I think so. I also think that there's a lot of benefit and strength to siblings and the sibling relationships that mom and dad can't offer is also at least equally important. But I think that it's good to have, um, and that's even more of a challenge to have one time, one child to one parent. Um, but I think so. I, I do because dynamics change. Once you get a sibling, even now my kids are older and to have just see just one of them is really different than, and when they all get along and we all have a great time when they get together, but it changes the dynamics. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So can you share a little bit of your parenting strategies and how to take the stress out? Yes. Um, taking the stress out is by not wishing things were other than the way they are <laughs> accepting accepting this that's kind of mindfulness accepting what is happening without judgment because it is what's happening and accepting your child for who they are it doesn't mean that if they are stealing candy from the market that you just accept that and say okay of course they need guidance they need to be taught right from wrong um and what is okay and what really is not okay but to otherwise accept them for who they are and if they want to go out and play in the mud because they love getting dirty go ahead and let them do that sorry i'm getting a little bit off track here um so stop exerting trying to control and make some a child who you want to be and do more accepting and let them and let them live their life the way it is with your guidance with your guidance and your support and being behind them all the way. Um, I also think that this is, um, I don't think it's given enough credit or credit, well, it has credibility, but anyways, time in nature is super important for everybody, definitely for kids. Um, it's been proven time and time again to be um, help depression, help anxiety, help their cognitive abilities, help ADHD. It's the negative ions in the air, which are beneficial. Um, many things about being in nature is, is, is really 
um, helpful. And I think the kids these days are spending less time in nature. They're getting more, they're so connected with their devices. They would rather be inside, many kids, not all kids would be rather inside, plugged in and playing the games. And they, they can't stand the thought of going outside. And I've seen that many times. And that's just a shame. And nature is just, it's so, it's just good for the mental health, the emotional health, even the cognitive health. So absolutely. Though, I mean, I could go on and on, <laughs> but those, I think those are the two big ones. Yeah. <laughs> or two absolutely. of the big ones. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I certainly think that, and we were talking a little bit about this before we went on air is, uh, you know, with, with this, the, the internet and the social media, and there's so many things that take their attention away from just the value of interaction, the yes. value of social interaction and how it's so important to really take the time with them because it's, it's temporary. Oh yeah. They're, they're fleeting temporary. years. They're, they, yes. They're, they're stages and ages of development and change. Yep. You know, it, it's, it's going to move fastly. So even though you might be in the midst of the stressful moment, you know, it's still worth it. Um, can yeah. you speak a little bit about that? I would also say when you're in this, in this midst of a stressful moment, which falls back to something that you had said is in the middle of a stressful moment, if you can take a breath, if you can step back rather than react and just yell and go, nah, if you can take just a second, like on the, when you're going, ah, getting ready to yell, take a breath and <laughs> take just a second and say, okay, what's really important here? What's really going on here? Um, do I really need to yell? And it's, and it's not all that easy, but really it just comes down to awareness and mindfulness and paying attention to what you're saying and who your child is in front of you. I would also add to that, um, that behavior, which is often what causes us to react. And um, I'm getting off topic again. I'm sorry about devices and telephone uh, and phones and things like that. But behavior is, uh, or bad, bad behavior, challenging behavior, I would call it, is a symptom that there's something going on with your child. It's their way, way of communicating to you that they need help dealing with an emotion or an event that happened earlier in the day or something they are not able to process and verbalize. And so their behavior is their way of communicating, which I think is an important thing to remember that kids are not out there to misbehave and make our lives difficult, even though it seems like that sometimes it's really a communication that they are, they're struggling with something inside. But yes, I think that the um, devices and the Phones have been good, I guess, for, and social media, I guess, have been good for during the pandemic to connect. But I think the social media has a lot, a lot of inherent problems. And devices and technology in and of themselves are not problem at all. It's progress of, and it's, I think that they're all really good. It's how we choose to use it. And right now, I think the phones are getting way in the way of human interaction, like you said, even just family interaction. I can't, it just drives me nuts when I see families out together and everybody's on their phone. It's just, I know it's what happens. I know, but it's just, like you say, just take these times, these moments when you're thinking that you're paying attention to it and just put the phone down and try to enjoy your family time with your family because pretty soon they're going to be all off on their own. <laughs> I know. I love that you have the um, the moms, uh, the busy moms meditation. Yeah. That anyone can access on the website because I often think that before you get started in your day, you got to just find some peace within. Yes. 
Yep, I agree with that. And um, and sometimes that, or usually that takes getting up a half hour ahead of everybody else or 20 minutes ahead of everybody else. But I think it's a good way to start off the day is in some kind of meditation or or a, not regrouping because you haven't done anything yet for the day, but to, to center yourself and, and get ready for what how the day is going to be. Even picture the day, imagine how you want the day to be. That that can be helpful. But yeah, the, the meditation, um, I fall back on that meditation for myself all the time about how to just sort of escape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any anything else that you think it's important for the listeners to know about you or the book or anything about your perspective, your strategies? Yeah, um, just that I think that it's, it's a worth a checkout anyways, my website and, and or the book you can find you can order the book off of the website It's just through Amazon. Um, and I think that I would leave parents with saying um, to go easy on themselves. It's easy to beat yourself up saying they did. Nobody's perfect. I am no mom of the year. That's for sure. Um, so, so go easy on yourself, go easy on your kids. Cause really life is short and life, life during the first zero to 18 years is really short, packed full of, um, of events certainly, but go easy on yourself and try to enjoy, try to, what do I say? Smile more or play more and yell less. <laughs> Try to enjoy the enjoy the moments with your kids and, and go easy on yourself. Yeah, I love that. I like the idea of smiling more. I think when I was raising my my uh, my children in the younger years, I was like, I want to make sure they know that I'm happy. Yeah. In that, you know, smiling is something that is going to to teach them that. And so, you know, I just always tell people, even the clients that I work with, I say, you're just so much beautiful when you smile, yeah. you know, just it changes not only your mood, but it could change your perspective. And it, it's so, um, I think it, it's uplifting in, in just the energy that it gives when you smile. That's so um, true. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and I love the the idea when you mentioned that when you see different behaviors, it's because they're trying to communicate something that they don't know how. Right. Um, and, and another thing too, and I know you talk a little bit about this, is just, you know, allowing your children to be who they're going to be. We, you know, we're who we are yeah. and they're creating who they want to be. Yep. So if we give them the space to, you know, feel good about themselves, even if it's not what we think they should be doing, yep. but allow them the encouragement and to say, yes, you, you can do this. Because I think sometimes as parents, we feel like they have to go this way or they have to go to this school or they have to do this skill or they've got to learn that. And, and if they do all of these things, then they're going to be happy, successful individuals. And we know as adults that that's not true. <laughs> that that is right. not true. You can follow every guidepost. You can check every box of what you should, could, would be doing. And at the end of the day, it still comes back to, are you happy with how you're living your life? Yep. And I think that's the message that our children need to hear happiness and being proud of who you are and feeling good about yourself that to me is is key yeah 
Absolutely. You couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, and it doesn't have to be that complicated. Like I say, it's smiling isn't complex. Smiling is easy. We just have to remember to do it. Um, so yeah, just, just, I completely agree with what you just said. Very well said. <laughs> okay. Anything else, anything else? that you uh, want to that you want to share any words of wisdom i just want to tell everyone to check out the website juliephillipshatch.com you got to do the quiz because it, it really does make you think yeah you know, about different things but yep. any any other last words of wisdom or nuggets that you want to leave um, no, just the listeners no, with just know that your children are counting on you it's us as the parents to um, make help them feel good about themselves make them feel important in the world that they matter um because they do matter they're the future and what we are creating now is going to be creating the future so um on one on one hand ease up and go light but on the other hand it's really important stuff that we're doing as parents <laughs> but Absolutely. so enjoy yeah. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, Julie Phillips Hatch, a parenting revolution for higher evolution. I love that. Raising resilient, responsible, compassionate kids from the inside out. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Dr. Erica. I've totally enjoyed it. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for listening to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. We will be back next with another terrific episode that will allow you to master your mind. Please visit HempHappier.com for more information about Dr. Erica and CBD oil. See you next week.